After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Fine. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials, or maybe radio commercials. We're going to talk about good ones, we're going to talk about bad ones, and we're going to talk about ones where people say weird shit like this. Hit a home run with your friends and family. Take them on a train. My name is Andrew Walsh. I'm here with Genevieve Has. Hey, Veeves. Hey, Andrew. That's something that we, that's just become something we say a lot in our house, huh? Hit a home run with your friends and family. Take them on a train. I We do say that a lot, and as I hear it in uh, in its real form, I realize that we've put a lot of stank on it when we yeah. say it at, at home now. We say, like, take them on a train. It's not unlike my uh, Rocky Five sue me. <laughs> sue me for what? Yeah. That wasn't exactly what he said either. No. Things just change over time. <laughs> uh, my bowling name is Hard Rain, based on a what I thought was a quote from uh, Taxi Driver. One right. of these days, a hard rain is going to come and wash all this, uh, wash all the scum off the street. It's actually Real Rain, so my bowling name should be Real Rain. Yeah, but that doesn't sound like a good bowling name. No, that sounds like a good like shower cleaner. Real rain, Real yeah, rain or like a shower. deodorant flavor. <laughs> right, exactly. Anyway, okay, how can we talk about what's coming up on today's show without over-apologizing for it in advance? First of all, I would like to thank you for letting me do this bullshit again once a year. Once this a year. This is becoming kind of a tradition. Uh, as you know, and probably a lot of the listeners know, I listen to a lot of baseball games on the radio, listen to a lot of Mariners games here in Seattle. Um. When you listen to a lot of baseball games day in and day out over the course of the summer, don't worry, we're not worried about the fall here in Seattle, but over the course of the summer, you hear the same commercials over and over and over again. And some of them really, truly are terrible. Others just have small copywriting things in them that drive me crazy. First time you hear the commercial doesn't stand out second time third time by the fifth time you hear it you find yourself like a madman yelling at your radio correcting the copy saying isn't this a better way to say it so today i have decided to put together i got about five or six examples of commercials that make me yell at my radio i'll be honest up here at the top only one of them is truly terrible Mm -hmm. there have been worse years for this but i just wanted to get this off my chest yeah sure it's it's been eating at you exactly become like a worm in your brain so what i've decided to do is i am going to um play these radio commercials for you i don't think that you've heard most of them and i will see if you can guess what bugs me about them oh, okay. or what my take on them is. Because not all of them bug me. But anyway, that's the plan there. Also got a very, um, let's say, clever follow-up to a tangent we went on in last week's show. I think it was last week we were talking about the island of Dr. Moreau for some reason. More than a week ago. But oh, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. right. Because it was a show where we were talking about, I think it was the show, yeah, it was the show where we were talking about, um, like, products that eat themselves in commercials like cannibalizing right like mr and mrs potato head eating potato chips and so anyway you and i somehow went on a tangent about the island of dr moreau during that show and we got a note from a listener who said that was actually not a tangent it was right on point oh great yeah so i love i love being accidentally on point exactly accidentally on point also maybe a title for today's show (laughs) all right let's kick things off now Just like the baseball game 
That's right, the famous song Love is Like a Baseball Game by the ill-advisedly named The Intruders. Oh, yikes. Yeah. Between the int- between calling themselves The Intruders and the assertion that three strikes and you're out in love, yeah. I don't think these guys are good role models. I'm pretty sure the analogy falls apart even further as the song goes on. <laughs> okay, uh, let me start with a commercial that, like I said, I'm going to play these for you and then I want you to guess what bugs me about them. This first one, there's no question. I mean, everything bugs me about this one. Okay. So I guess the so kind sort of, of a giveaway. Yeah, I mean, I would love your hot take on it. I also think that I have tried describing this commercial to you before in a fit of frustration. I don't think you've ever heard the original, though. So I'm excited for you to hear this. Um, and I maybe do listen you... to a lot of Top 40 radio, so maybe there's been some bleed through. I heard a commercial maybe. the other day on Top 40 radio that was like, I, th- I wondered if maybe it was one of your examples because What's it that? was a bunch of like... I, do, I wasn't really paying attention. It was only sort of after the fact that I thought like, oh, you know what? The writing in that was really terrible. But it was a bunch mm-hmm. of like bad comparisons for things mm-hmm. of like inept comparisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I might even have one of those uh, coming up. Uh, but OK, let's start with this. This is for Exxon. I hear this a lot. It enrages me. <laughs> I mean, just so much. Question. Would you rather refuel while earning Exxon and Mobile Rewards plus points on every gallon? Or would you rather refuel while sitting through my sales pitch for an exciting new timeshare opportunity? Interesting. You'd prefer the points. Well, that's proof. People prefer earning and redeeming with Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus over owning a condo that's actually my shed. Earn points in store and at the pump. Wait, what? What the fuck, dude? What do those things have to do with each other? And why are we even setting up this false equivalency? It has nothing to do with anything. Okay, so his premise is... Would you rather be earning points mm-hmm. uh, by filling up by, at a gas by station? By when you get gas, and if you if if you would do that, then you are going to be spared listening to him pitch you a shitty timeshare, which is actually just his his backyard shed. Yes, and I, first of all, let's just start with the false equivalency. Like, why would why is that a choice? That's not a choice at all. Like, there's nothing clever that ties it to gasoline or anything. They just made this example up. Right. And this is not part of a campaign that I've heard where they're swapping out different things. That would make it make more sense. They're just drilling down on this example that makes no sense. Would you rather get gas or spend time listening to me pitch you on a well, timeshare? Well, in both share? scenarios, you get gas, right? But in one scenario, while you're getting gas, you're earning points okay great love earning points okay yeah my fave yeah in another scenario somehow as you're earning as you're as you're pumping the gas you are also being bombarded with a timeshare pitch which i i understand someone in some writer's room somewhere which is probably generous some writer some person person somewhere in a cubicle um had was like Come up with something that people don't like to sit through. Some some presentation that people don't like to sit through. I mean, it probably mm-hmm. was like down to this, or like hearing your, um, you know, your annual, your you know, annual profits, profit description meeting. I don't work in business, so yeah, no, I ran was, out of ideas yeah. there. But you know, like some yeah. businessy thing, right, yeah. some boring businessy thing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, your your annual like 
sexual harassment training. Nobody likes that. That would be an interesting place to take this. Yeah, right? But like, I bet they were trying to come up with a thing that like you wouldn't want to listen to while you pump gas. But like, why would the alternative... I agree with I you just... in, in essence that like it's a really strange and nonsensical dichotomy. Okay. That earning points is not somehow opposed or an alternative to listening to a boring presentation. Now, that's not even my main beef with this son of a gun. <laughs> that's my secondary problem. My primary problem is they are confusing the cliche of having to sit through a timeshare pitch right. with the cliche of an Airbnb wasn't as good as advertised. I don't know if I totally agree with you. I don't, like, no, okay, well, let me just, let me expand on that a little bit more because obviously we know the timeshare cliche right you and right. i have had to deal with it before like if you're going on a yeah, vacation thanks, somewhere Dad. yeah if you're going on a vacation somewhere <laughs> by, by the way thank you we appreciated those yes, vacations but part of the thing is they're going to sit you down at some point and you have to sit through the pitch right like, that's the quid pro quo but that pitch never has anything to do with our place just being somebody's shed. That's more of a modern Airbnb thing where it's kind of like, oh, everybody's renting out their apartments or their mother-in-law apartments or their garages and calling them okay, living but play rooms. It again. Okay, but but then but that's a, just a different thing. Like nobody sits through a pitch regarding that. Like, I, I agree okay. with you, but I don't think what he's describing is an Airbnb. I think it is more akin to a very bad timeshare. I want you to know that I will die on this hill. So if you want to keep the show going at some point, I would recommend just agreeing with me. Yeah, I mean, this is my exit strategy okay. is to Question. see you die on this hill. Okay. Oh wow, <laughs> your exit strategy for the podcast. For our relationship. That's up to what? you, For buddy. Episode. Question. Would you rather refuel while earning Exxon and Mobile Rewards plus points on every gallon? Or would you rather refuel while sitting through my sales pitch for an exciting new timeshare opportunity? Okay, you are right about I did I was mishearing that. So while you're refueling in both situations, like you said, in one you're earning points and in one you're listening to the timeshare. Interesting. You'd prefer the points. Well, that's proof. People prefer earning and redeeming with Exxon and Mobile Rewards Plus over owning a condo that's actually my shed. So That's not a problem with timeshares that they're renting out things that are actually sheds. No, it's not a problem. It's typically not the problem with timeshares. And I would also say that owning a condo is also not what a timeshare is. Right. But it's I not mean, there quite, is an ownership stake. There's an ownership, ownership stake. So this guy is trying to do like a DIY timeshare which is his shed and he's selling you know to 20 different lucky people or couples who make over a certain amount of money annually and are able to provide you know credit references uh that that they can have an ownership stake in his shed which i have to say does meet the basic definition of a timeshare you don't agree with me that this is mixing two different cliches you I really are going to defend this commercial? I'm like, not this defending is good it. Writing. It's a terrible ad. It's okay. a terrible ad. The, idea, the the opposition between like the present the timeshare presentation as the dreadful alternative to earning points is nonsensical. They are not. They are not in opposition to each other. You could be sitting in your car listening to his presentation, or he could accost you at the Exxon station and give you his presentation or maybe he's in the like little TV that's on the gas pump sometimes and, and in all of those cases you could you still can be still earn points. points exactly all three of these things can be happening yeah. at the same time my only point is that technically speaking he could be describing a 
a timeshare that meets the bare minimum of the definition of a timeshare. I agree. But my it's an point unusual, is that's not what they're. It's, it's like the the bears in that car commercial where they're trying to like the writers were trying to make a joke about like you know new diet trends back in 2015, and one of them eats yeah. one of the bears eats a human, and the other bear says, "I thought you're." I thought your paleo is that what he says? Or I thought, he says aren't you a vegan? I'll eat around it. I mean, it's it makes my no cheese sense. Says, I'll eat around it. It's my cheat day. Yeah. It's like just these various ideas are floating around, and they right. put them all together, and they don't fit. And this is the same thing. Like maybe you can like tortured in some tortured way make it seem like these things are equivalent, but they're not. They're two different jokes about two different cliches. One being the state of Airbnbs in 2019. The other, the cliche of sitting through a timeshare. I'm guess, just repeating but nobody, myself. But nobody but like, has an air, no one has an ownership stake in an Airbnb. He goes out of his way to say own a condo. I guess. I, I just don't, I just don't think that that is part of the joke at all of timeshares. It's like, oh, I have a, you know, I, I went in for a timeshare. I listened to the whole thing, and now I own part of somebody's shed. Well, I, just I don't bet think people that's not a thing. I bet people have gone into a timeshare where it's like, oh, they they razzle dazzle you with what it's going to be like. It's going to be like you know a paradise uh, where you have like all these luxuries, and then when you get it, it is kind of like, oh, this is like. A kind of a crappy motel room somewhere. Okay. You love the commercial. Great. Why don't you marry Exxon commercials? I'm just trying to, you know, mm-hmm. be intellectually honest about uh-huh. this thing. I don't listen to it day in and day out. And you've developed, I would say, a hatred for it that's so intense that it is sort of blinding you. I mean, you admitted it. You misheard some some of the actual commercial that you've allegedly heard a thousand times. Is that a short show today? Is that right? Here's the next one. We've already <laughs> talked about this a lot. I've covered this a lot on various podcasts because this sticks in my craw. I have been so we don't have to spend a lot of time on it. I'm pretty sure I've played this on TV or I'm sorry on on this. What is this podcast after these messages before? Um, the Mariners do something nice or the whatever the broadcast arm of the Mariners do something nice, which is uh, featuring a teacher of the week. You can submit like, hey, I'm nominating my teacher of the week and maybe. Uh, my teacher will get a shout out on the radio during the broadcast. I am pretty sure that they've been using the same intro for the teacher of the week spoken by Rick Riz, the voice of the Seattle Mariners. Um, I think I've been hearing this for as long as I've been listening to Mariners games, which would be about 10 years now. Maybe I'm misremembering that. Maybe it's been five years. But every single year they come back with this commercial that always begins the same way. They say teachers don't impact for a year, but for a lifetime. They don't say that. I've looked it up. I've looked well, up. Well, if like they've that, been saying it for 10 years, then it, they are saying it. That's exactly right. They created their own universe, but it still ticks me off. Again, well-covered ground, so we'll move on. This is seriously going to be like a 15-minute show today. Um, this commercial it's doesn't... 15 minutes of very high energy. This commercial doesn't bother me so much, uh, but there's something that stands out to me on this one, something that I think of every time I hear it. This is for a company, a local tire company called Les Schwab, and it is pronounced that way, although it looks like it should be Les Schwab, right? L-E-S? Yeah, well, or, I guess Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Yeah, okay. It's baseball season. So that means lots of road games, tons of practice, and the occasional trip to Les Schwab tires. We'll check your car over and make sure you're ready for every game, from Little League all the way up to the majors. And although the occasional 13-to-zip t-ball blowout does happen, we're here to make sure there aren't any tires blown out on the way home. Les Schwab Tires. Doing the right thing matters. 
Now, this doesn't bother me so much, but I have a theory about this commercial. Do you have any idea what it might be? Um, no. Uh, although I have to say, that's an unusual Les Schwab commercial. Their commercials really uh, stand out to me because in a more in a sea of terrible radio commercials, Les Schwab has a good campaign going where they have real people, or I don't know if they're real people or real, you know, quote unquote real people, but uh, people telling stories about how they you know, had a, got a nail in their tire and pulled into Les Schwab and they patched it for free. And they've really built a reputation around great customer service. And I found that their campaign of having just real people tell these really quick vignettes about some, you know, we've all had that feeling where it's just like, you know, oh no, like a, a flat tire or whatever. And to have somebody sort of bail you out, you know, it doesn't really cost them anything to like give you a quick patch or whatever mm-hmm. like for to have them bail you out really makes a difference in how you think about that company so i've liked their ads so this one's kind of i think different from the ones that i've heard but i don't know what your theory is Les schwab also i think famously has popcorn or is supposed to have popcorn oh yeah in their i places. think that's right and, and didn't aren't they also the company that used to have meat giveaways around yes, the holidays yes or something? famously had the the meat giveaways was it a holiday related i might be making that part up i think it was um that was before our time. That's long, kind of an old yeah, it was school long before Seattle our thing. time. Old school Seattleites will remember more specifically about it. I think it was. It wasn't a turkey though. I think it was like, I want beef. It was like brisket or something yeah. weird like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, this commercial does what so many radio, and I think this is the focus or was the focus of my baseball radio commercial show last year, which is. Um, there are so many tortured baseball, like kind of puns or wordplay or analogies. And there's one at the end of this commercial where they say, um, although the occasional little league blowout. T-ball blowout. Or, is it, yeah. Although the occasional 13 to zip T-ball blowout does happen, we're here to make sure there aren't any tires blown out on the way home. I feel like while they do at the beginning of the commercial set out that they're talking about Major League Baseball and Little League Baseball, I am pretty sure that they had to put T-ball blowout at the end. To avoid offending the Mariners. offending the Mariners. Interesting. I believe it. Because there are a lot of, like, for example, we had a a TBTL Mariners night for the other podcast over there. And when you do that, they'll, like, create T-shirts to give to your fans or whatever. And you're allowed to design them or come up with a slogan. And we... Based on that viral George Brett video where he talks about pooping his pants, there's a line where he says, who's the pitchers in this game? And so we just wanted our T-shirts to say, TBTL, colon, who's the pitchers in this game? Just as kind of an inside joke reference to that. But the Mariners were like, no, we think that that'll be interpreted as a joke about our pitching staff. A dig at the pitching staff. Yeah, it has nothing to do with that. They're like, yeah, that's just not... Good. They're very kind of sensitive to their messaging. Right. And so this commercial would flow so much more if it just said the occasional 13 to zip a blowout happens. Right. But I feel like I just it's just a theory. But I feel like somebody said you better make that the T-ball blowout, not the Mariners blowout. And you say specifically T-ball because they could have said Little League. Yeah, I don't know why they went with T-ball instead of Little League. Maybe t- Little League would have seemed even more awkward or... Uh, forced i will say yeah. that having been the been at some t-ball games when i was you know mm-hmm. the older sister of a t-ball player um there are most t-ball games are blow really <laughs> when mean, both teams would be equally terrible 
Um, or equally good, maybe I should say. It's usually like one kid who like hit their growth spurt earlier mm. and can like wail on the ball. Yeah, I mean, again, I could be totally wrong on this one. Maybe they just thought t-ball I was just, more evocative t-ball, and t-ball, are, t-ball games are very high scoring. Okay, yeah. So anyway, uh, I could be wrong about that, but I just had a theory about it. But It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think you're right that it, it jumps out a little bit out mm-hmm. of the copy. Yeah. And so, yeah, it feels like maybe there was a, a discussion about it. Now, he, I'm going to play a commercial for you now that would somewhat belie that a little bit. This is for Alaska Airlines. Alaska Airlines is proud to provide season-long support to your Seattle Mariners, including every strikeout, ground out, line out, and daily route. Every Okay, so I'm going to stop it there for a second. So that's kind of interesting. They really focused on just a bunch of outs. What's a daily route? And then I think at the end... They, what they're listing like three baseball things and then a daily route is something that they provide oh, as an airline. That kind of got lost in the copy. It, it seems really forced, right? And in order to make daily route happen, they listed a bunch of ways of getting out, which is very negative. I mean, maybe you're, I mean, the Mariners play defense too. Yeah, I assumed what they Arguably, were Arguably, <laughs> they play defense too. At the beginning of the Technically, season, that was not exactly true. Well, I mean, I, I, surely that's what p- most people were. I mean, the outs are just as important as the, as the hits. Yeah, it just seems a little bit. It, it just, when you think of like things to get excited about in baseball, it's not usually ground outs and line outs. Okay. You know what I mean? Usually you'd be like home runs and grand slams and. Three point spinners. Three point spinners, exactly. Again, this isn't terrible. I, the only one I'm mad about is the, the, the first one from Exxon. And I, honestly, I'm more mad now that you don't have my back on that than anything else. I just think that you're letting your rage cloud your judgment a little bit because they're clearly not. He's not talking about Airbnb. If you don't master your rage. <laughs> your rage will become your master. That's not what I was going to say. Wasn't it? No, not necessarily. Uh, okay, so going back to this one, though. So um, it's kind of weird that they're focusing on a bunch of weird outs just so they can then make a, a, a reference to daily routes. Well, I felt like then- it was a bad exam- a bad decision because I still thought they were talking about a baseball thing called a daily route, right. which if you told me was a baseball thing, I would say, oh, what is, what is that baseball thing? <laughs> what is that baseball thing? Okay. Well, As I say about most baseball <laughs> Let's terms. go back to the beginning, though, because that's just the beginning. They're going to do another stanza of that poem. So here we go. Alaska Airlines is proud to provide season-long support to your Seattle Mariners, including every strikeout, ground out, line out, and daily route. Every number one starter, leadoff hitter, and first-class upgrade. And every base hit, extra base, home plate, and cheese plate. Sorry, I don't have a... um. I don't That's have a record scratch. Bad writing. It's terrible writing. And also, every home plate. Every they home got plate. To the, they just want to go from plates to cheese plates. Right. But every home plate. Every home plate. What does that mean, it my It does friends? not mean anything. Every home plate. They support the Mariners for every home plate. For every home plate. And cheese plate. <laughs> Makes no sense. Thank you. Okay. That is that one. That, that is one infuriating. That's interesting. That one like uh, makes every writerly bone in my body like feel jangly. Okay. It is very bad writing. All right. So I want a doctor doctorate right now. Oh, do you do you want to? Do you have any ideas? I know because it's a fairly long piece of copy. I feel like I'd actually have to sit down with it. Hey Genevieve, but, like... could I just interrupt you for just one <laughs> second? <here? laughs> 
Doctor, doctor, what did I do? Tell me. Did you tell me that we are the the sole doctor, guardians doctor, of this music now that it's off the interweb? I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think some TBTL folks have isolated it and posted it in various places, too. But um, this does not exist as a YouTube video anymore, which is a shame because it's... It, the video was equally bonkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will give her a sweet pill to make her better. It's been a while. It really has. All right, so do you have a sweet pill to fix this at all? Well, like, it, it, I mean, just to, just the home plate to the cheese plate thing. I mean, just say from home plate to cheese plate. Right there, you go, doctor. I mean, it doctor. doesn't have. You're overthinking it. You're overwriting it. Yep. I mean. That commercial, for one, it sounds like it was about 30 seconds. Like, you can do it in 15 or do it in 30 and spend another, spend the other half, like, you know, talking about your airline or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, that just seems like a huge waste of copywriting. Yeah. It's, it's rough. Um, okay. This next one, again, I, I get real. And you know, I love here. Alaska. I mean, this oh. is, I, I say this with love. And you love their cheese plates. I love their cheese plates. I love their home plates. I have a friend who um, pre orders it before he flies. Oh, really? Yeah, because he doesn't want, because sometimes if you're sitting in the back of the plane, they do oh, run out of the yeah. cheese plate, and it is the best cheese plate in the industry. Oh. Um, so he'll always make sure that one is reserved for I him. I think I know who that is. Um, okay, so this next one, I'm completely ready for you not to have my back on because this is a weird nitpicky thing that really, on paper, it's fine. It's just the way it strikes my ear kind of irritates me. And I, I, it just sets me up so I think they're listing things, but it turns out they're not listing things. Take a listen to this commercial for Care Partners Senior Living. Care Partners Senior Living operates 10 vibrant senior living communities, Lacey to Marysville, offering independent, assisted, and memory care living. We are the best choice for senior living needs because we deliver quality care at an extremely affordable price. Unlike other providers, our commitment is, if you ever run out of funds and convert to Medicaid, we will never ask you to move. Stretch your assets, preserve your estate, and never worry about moving. Find us at carepartnersliving.com. Did you hear what I what I hear in that? Do you hear what I hear? <laughs> well, it sounds like you said vibrant. Okay, I didn't even notice that. That would be interesting. She says, we will never ask you to move. Stretch your assets. It sounds like she's listing things, but really there's... I will a, never a ask you to move, Period. Period. Pause. Now she's saying, Stretch so what, your there's, here's what you should do. Stretch your assets, yeah. preserve your estate, etc. But it sounds like a comma. She says, we'll never ask you to move, stretch your assets, or preserve your estate. She right. doesn't say the or in there. But right. you're like halfway through, you're like, wait, you're never going to ask me to stretch my assets? Well, that's good, I guess. You're not asking me to stretch my assets because that could be taken two different ways. But and then the, you get the, to the end and you realize, no, no, oh, that the, was a period You want to there. stretch your assets. Yeah. Um, no, I think you're right. Like a, a very easy fix would be, we will never ask you to move. You can stretch your assets. Uh, yes. Whatever the next thing is. And I know that for 30 second radio commercials, I mean, because I used, this is honestly the stuff that, this is like the only thing I feel like they taught me in, in journalism school and like radio school because so much of what I learned, I learned just by working in the industry. Uh, but copywriting for 30 second commercials, you really do have to like, You'll write something out, and then you start chopping, chopping, chopping. Right. And then what happens is you lose the flow, and then you start cutting one word here and one word there. Baseball's back. Exactly. And also, you, you start, like, th- that whole sentence is problematic because it starts with, unlike other providers, 
comma, our commitment is, comma, if you're ever out of funds, we'll never ask you to move. Like, why are you starting with like almost two dependent clauses? Certainly one. You, Unlike other providers, you can put that somewhere else in the sentence. You need to break things up a little bit. And then our commitment is, How about if we you're ever commit? Out, exactly. Active verb. And then it ends with, our commitment is, comma, if you're ever out. Like, our commitment is if. Like, is if does yeah. not work. No, it's, it's, it's poorly written. I once had a, um, I once hired somebody who worked for me, and I regret it to this day. He was not a very good writer. And he would bring me this copy that, like, was just all written in passive voice. Yeah. And I would say, like, and I would like redline it, like, and I would say, like, again. And I mean, I was like a like a like a high school English mm-hmm. teacher with this kid, like, I would like highlight the uh, the passive verbs constructions and say like active verbs, you know, right. here. And I would like give an example. And he would say he knew, like, okay, but then I would get the same kind of mistake. And I just think he fundamentally didn't understand what an active versus mm-hmm. a passive construction was. What was it? We were listening to a song, like a classic song yesterday, where they they use a word, something is happening. As Oh, yeah, Thunder. It, <laughs> it was a, it's a um, Fleetwood Mac song. Thunder only happens when it rains. Oh, yeah. We were really mad about I, that. I, we were talking about active. And I told you I had an English teacher who really hammered that home, like one of those teachers that really sticks in your head. His name was Robin Williams. He made me stand <laughs> on my desk. He was like the closest to a, you know, uh, uh, what, not deadbeat, what, what is it called? What is the damn movie called? A Bed Dead Poet Society. Bed Dead Poet Society. Bed Dead Poet Society. <laughs> Bedhead Poet Society. Uh, he was a little bit like that, um, but it really stuck with me. Like, don't use verbs like put or be. Like, find the actual verbs, make them, make them action. So, tag. thunder only thunders when it rains? Well, I mean, there are other things that Thunder does. The problem is the, like, is it like syncopation or? I think the meter. The meter, yeah. Because you would say claps would be good. Right. Um, Let's just rewrite Fleetwood Mac songs. I think that if I could rewrite that, they might have a hit on that album of theirs called Rumors. We listened to Rumors yesterday. (laughs) It's got like, what, 14 songs and one of them We didn't know one of them. Yeah, Everything else was like. He, like we not only did we had we heard it but we knew every word to it at one point i think you were like wait I is this the greatest hits <laughs> like it turns out rumors is a good album yeah you heard it here first folks that that's what you turn to us for right <laughs> can i play for you i mean sorry i'm just i'm being real sloppy with this show today my apologies but can i just play for you this um good moment from this is me i'm just complaining about other people's words and i couldn't think of a word so i said good i play for you this good moment from flight of the concords but the point is going out with your best friend's ex-girlfriend while you still live with your best friend that kind of thing would be considered a little weird here in the u.s actually it'd be quite weird in new zealand as well jermaine you should think about that i've told you you know when you're in a band you don't get with your bandmate's girlfriend past or present useful thanks for that you get a love triangle you know Fleetwood Mac situation although there was four of them so more of a love square but you know no one gets on okay I see mind you they did make some of their best music back then rumors no that's all true All right. Uh, I only have one more commercial for you here, Genevieve. And I'm sorry my energy is all weird today. But I just want you to know if... I just want you to know what's wrong with me. Boy, it's harder when you have to do it, isn't it? (laughs) 
I'm what day. distinguishes us from the other podcasts is if when something happens, we have good words and to talk about it with. This is a bad day for me to lose my mind. <laughs> the day that I decide to destroy other people's art is yes. the day that I cannot do my own. You really got to bring your A game to that. <laughs> is this art that we're doing? All right. I want uh, to know. I want to know if you recognize one of the voices in this commercial. Jim, you're limping. My doctor says I need surgery. Probably outpatient, but I'm worried. Worried about the surgery? Mainly about the cost. I just had back surgery by a Proliance surgeon and found out Proliance outpatient surgery costs a lot less than having the procedure done at hospital partner facilities. My insurance also gave me a 50% discount on my share of costs for having the surgery done at an ambulatory surgery center. Sounds great. Check out ProlianceSurgeons.com. They'll point you to a great surgeon in one of their 23 state-of-the-art surgery center locations. You recognize either of those voices? Um, no, I don't. Should I? I'm going to give you a hint here. My OCD, like, like I go into a twitch every time you do your intro because I just want to hear that last frog go, err. That was this person as a guest on this show a long time ago. That's the same voice. The main voice in that ProLiance uh, commercial is the same voice that you just heard oh. from this very podcast. Oh, here's another one. Well, The Grapes of Rod is my adult entertainment analysis podcast, so you weren't wrong. That's our friend, the Ace of Mace, Aaron, oh the God. Ace of Mace Mason. I had no idea he was doing that. He's been a, a repeat customer on the show. Some yeah. might say guest. I would say he's been a good customer on the show. Take a listen. Jim, you're limping. My doctor says I need oh surgery. God. Probably outpatient, but I'm worried. Worried about the surgery? Mainly about the cost. I just had back surgery by a ProLiance surgeon and found out... Every time I hear this commercial on the radio, I want to text Mason and say, hey, man, heard about your back. I hope it's okay. (laughs) But then I'm worried that it's just going to like, he's going to be in the middle of a meeting or something and it's going to confuse him. But I always get excited when I hear that. I had no idea he was doing that. He'll do, uh, his voice pops up in commercials over Cairo from time to time and 710 Cairo and all those. That's so interesting because I didn't know that they ever did like like scripted commercials. I mean, you know, many of our of the hosts there and people we know do kind of like sponsorships mm-hmm. where they use a product or try a product and then kind of endorse it. But I didn't know that they hired people who uh who were on air voices there to do just like scripted little plays. I could be wrong about this, but my guess is because I don't think he had back surgery. Yeah, no. My guess is that he did not get paid for it. I think it's probably like they just pull people. Like I, there's another one running from ProLiance, and I'm pretty sure it's the HR director whose voice I recognize on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if the sales department diverts a little bit of money for that, but my guess is people are just kind of like doing it as a favor, and it's a fun little thing to go into Russ's office. Russ is like the... Uh, you know, kind of imaging guy over there, uh, go into his office and cut a commercial to give you a script. And um, maybe, maybe you get a little extra money. But what you're talking about is when you actually endorse a product. Yeah, like no, I Mason know you get- is now a, a host, so he could be like, hi, I'm Aaron from The Night Show. And you yeah, know, right. I love my pillow. <laughs> I love I love my my pillow. Exactly. <laughs> I wish they would, I wish they would have, people always had to call it my my pillow. I have. I have so you know my buddy Tom Wassel who works over there as a producer and a host on the sports side of things too. He used to do these my pillow commercials and he sounded I tweeted this at him one time. I was like I've never heard you so angry. And he's an angry man. Yeah. Like I've heard him go on many a sports related rant. I've never heard him 
so angry as when he was talking directly to us because we hadn't tried my pillow yet. <laughs> he was apoplectic about it. How have you not tried my pillow? Anyway, because <laughs> it's such a weird name for a product. Because is, yeah. when someone says, "How have you not tried my pillow?" I'm like, "Well, because it's your yeah, right. pillow." Exactly. Because I'm not a creeper. So I wish people would. I wish you had to say in the copy. It's a stupid name for a product. But I wish you had to call it my my pillow. Right, and it's we it's weird. <laughs> it is. I I think that the commercials work when you had the original founder. I would only, I would doing only endorse it if I called it if I call it my my pillow. What, what was the name of the founder? Do you remember? I don't know. Jesus he, McGee. Yeah, he's kind of a problematic dude, right? But yeah, anyway, he's a big Trumpster. He used to. Um, he used to do the commercial. Oh, I'm sure he still does. He'd do the commercials himself, talking directly. So yeah. that kind of makes sense. But it's my his, pillow. I mean, yeah. if, when it was coming from him, he invented it. I mean, it's arguably more his pillow than anybody else's. Right, right. All right, let's just do this. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make my pillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. It's so weird. In this shot, I'm sure many people have seen this. He's standing in front of a bed, you know, like in a showroom somewhere, but he's holding a pillow like it's an oversized baby right do you can you picture oh it? i've seen yeah. the commercial many yeah. times yeah so, anyway uh all right it's uh, basically if you took a foam my pillow is like if you took a foam pit you know like a foam chunk pit and we're like well i'm putting a bag around this a pit you ever seen like a, ch- a chunk like you know they have them at like i don't know like gin, like trampoline gyms and other places like where you, you know oh you know, okay. like a big pit full of just like chunks of foam oh no have you been in one of those i didn't know i mean i've been in ball pits well imagine that except instead of plastic balls it's chunks of foam there those exist yeah yeah um and uh you put it in a bag and that's that's what your pillow is you got my my you got my my pillow everybody's talking at me i don't hear words saying only the echoes of my mind. Anyway, like I said, I'm going to not apologize for the show anymore, but thank you for letting me do that. Thank you, listeners, for putting up with my maybe somewhat off-base anger towards these radio commercials. Genevieve, thank you for letting me take over the show. Is it possible? Is it possible? Is it Sorry. We've just been all Glick. summer. We've just been doing like Jiminy Glick impressions uh, yes. for some reason. It's like the summer of. It's like the return of Glick. Yeah. Did you see that somebody just posted like a long it's the Glickening? <laughs> somebody posted a long Twitter thread that was just an appreciation of Jiminy Glick recently. I, I've been wanting to. I've I've just had like a desire to like reconnect with Jiminy Glick. I didn't really appreciate it when it was Me too. new. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I do you think that in a in a summer in which the Mariners are doing better that you're as easily enraged by these yeah ads. actually i think today's show wasn't as good because there were actually fewer examples i think the last time i did this i last year there was this commercial running for this guy who did like seattle's men's clinic it was something for like basically like boner pill treatment or something right. um i want to see the one where it's boner pill treatments and they'll stick it to your ex-wife in court right right <laughs> divorce lawyers for impotent men.com yeah uh, That's the subtext of all of them. Good, good impotent lawyers doing good impotent things <laughs> for good impotent men. Um, anyway, he had some writing in his that was just like, it would have made your head explode with copywriting. It was like, 
the sentence started in one structure and then ended like they forgot how the sentence started. Yeah. It was just like terrible, terrible writing. I actually think there are fewer examples this year of things that drive me nuts. So um, really, it's just that Exxon one that drives me crazy. And the um, well, the care partners kind of bugs me and the Alaska bugs me a little bit. But all right, let's do a little bit of ad council here and then we'll get out of here. Keep it a short one today. I am literally sweating through my T-shirt here. Nice. And this is gross. Um Got this note from Dave. I set this up at the beginning of the podcast. We were talking about, uh, oh, the name of the show was um, You Eat What You Are. There was our show about cannibalism and commercials. And Dave says, I was driving to a hike while listening to that episode. Critter cannibalism, to be fair. Sure, yeah. Uh, I was driving to a hike while listening to the latest episode. And then once I hit the trail, my mind began to wander off into tangents, which made me realize that your tangent on the island of Dr. Moreau wasn't really a tangent at all. One can draw a through line, albeit a bit wiggly, from there to the first series of ads you discussed. So here you go. You referred to the film of The Island of Dr. Moreau, released in 1996. An earlier version, titled The Island of Lost Souls, based on the same source material, was released in 1932. <laughs> Sorry. Is that what you want? Genevieve just reached all the way here. You take the bell. Okay. Let's start this over. Here you go. You referred to the film, The Island of Dr. Moreau, released in 1996. An earlier version, titled The Island of Lost Souls, based on the same source material, was released in 1932. Devo, the band, based the title of their first album, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo, that's from a quote from The Island of Lost Souls. Devo calls themselves and their followers spuds. Spuds are potatoes. Ta-da! Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Yes. Was the commercial. That's right. Can we get a bell? All right. I thought we were going to get a trumpet. No, I'm sorry. I don't have a trumpet in front of me. Oh, uh, boy. I really... Should we just start the show over? Yep. I don't, really miss, <laughs> I don't think we delivered on our promise. Uh, what was our promise? Uh, our promise was, to bring, was hot t- to bring hot takes on commercial breaks. I feel like there were some pretty hot takes. <laughs> well, there were definitely were some hot takes. I feel like this was like the most, honestly, yeah, hot takes maybe. kind I of was, show we've, we've done. I guess I was a little bit It was bit more hot up. take than... You know, sober reflection anyway. Wow. I feel like you are targeting me a little bit. What do you want me to do when I disagree with you? Just agree with you? I do. I am actually just stalling here because I wanted to end on... You just referenced a quote from Wet Hot American Summer that makes me laugh. Thank you. That's all we need to hear. Are you sure? I am happy to do another song. You weren't you. good. Okay? Is that what you want to hear? You want me to gut you like a fish for everyone to see? Is that what you want, little girl? Because let me tell you something. The truth stings. Okay? Like salt on an open wound. You were an abomination. Your audition stunk up this room like a dusty, wet fart. <laughs> you don't have it. You don't have it. And I hope to hell you're good at something else because you sure as shit are not going to make it in show business. So that, to answer your question, is the truth. 
What was her question? <laughs> you can sell anything. <laughs> you can sell anything. Uh, oh, what a show gold. today. What a show today. I just tried to play as That guy just had a birthday. Day. Roger he, Sterling? Roger Sterling. What's his real John name? John Slattery, I think. Oh, yeah. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday, John. Uh, okay, so uh, next week we are going to do an all ad council show. That's right. We have it's been all you collecting a lot of emails, next a lot week, of emails. If it's bad, you can take credit. Yeah, for you it. know what? You guys have been on the other side of the podcatcher yeah. laughing at me and saying Andrew can't do a good show. Well, next week it's your turn. <laughs> See step how you up, like it. Step up to the plate to go back to some of those uh, baseball. And when people references. say how's your podcast, you can say it was great. It was great. Make them good. No, we have a whole bunch of emails and emails that actually we haven't gotten to yeah. recently. So um, rounding them up. Round them up, and we're going to share those with you next week. In the meantime, Veeves, how can people get at us? You can get at us on the Facebook group. Welcome to the new members. It's great to have you. Thank you for answering the questions in funny and interesting ways. Uh, we are the After this, These Messages Show uh, group on Facebook. You can email us at After These Messages Show at Gmail. Uh, and you can call us at 607-444-5597. When I was going through the um, uh, ad council stuff today, I noticed a dearth of voicemails. We've been getting a lot of emails. I love voicemails. Yeah. I love playing audio. You know, I think we have some new listeners. Um, I'm, at least based on the numbers, there are a few new folks out there. New folks... Um, if you are kind of new to the show, we have a running uh, request, an ongoing and uh, an open-ended request for people to call in and sing us jingles. It can be a new jingle, although I know it's not a jingly time of, of, in American advertising. Listening to the radio, there are a lot of jingles, so I don't think a lot of wherever people you, to the radio. Wherever, you get a jing- wherever you've got a jingle, whether it's from the halcyon days of your youth or something that's uh, is stuck in your head now, call us up, 607-444-5597. Sing it. And we will play it on the radio, which is what we call this podcast. All right. Talk to you guys next Tuesday or you'll talk to us. I still got it. I probably drove him over there with my spicy seed.